Ah, yes. Hello, hello. How's everybody doing out there? That's right, Peasant Chat. We are talking to the poor people today. Today is going to be a Gen 1 heavy show. Now, the reason it's going to be a Gen 1 heavy show is because I'm in the market. I'm literally in the market right now. No bullshit. For a Gen 1 automatic S197 Coyote Mustang, preferably 2014, specifically 2014. And why 2014? NHRA laws, yes, believe it or not, NHRA did make a change and included 2014 as part of their change, What uh, requ what's required for, let's say, cage and safety equipment for the track, because modern vehicles are pretty darn stout, but if I do get myself into a convertible, all that goes out the window, and I have to put like a bolt-in six-point or something like that, just to go like 11s, it's crazy how that works. So we're going to talk about what's out there, what the options are, what the price point is, that's right, now I am extremely well-versed as to what a Gen 1 automatic Mustang 2014 specifically goes for. So you can actually backtrack and make an assumption of what a 13, 12, and 11 should be going for price-wise in the market. Now, why the Gen 1 Mustang? We'll get into it. We'll do all that talking, but not before Mr. Bill O'Reilly says hello to the people here. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live! Fuck it! <laughs> Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Right. Fucking thing sucks! Yeah! <laughs> Could you imagine waking up on a Sunday morning and this is the type of energy this show puts out? Fuck! Penis! Nick James and Penis making the best cold airs on the planet. I will be getting one if I get a Gen 1 Mustang so we can start doing some testing on it. DNA has a moment.com. Get every single part you're gonna get online through dnahabperformance.com. If you are a member, fan, watcher, ghost watcher, dnahighperformance.com. Park Farm, you owe me money! Park Farm, parkfarm.com, Park Farm, used parts, rolling chassis, shells, fenders, engines, pullouts, I don't, let's go, Park Farm. Two Auto Solution, Rami's out on Solution, getting stuff done in Puerto Rico. He has the best domestic automotive uh, performance shop in Puerto Rico. Hit him up, Two Auto Solutions. I'm going to be sending the Corvette up there on the 21st. Got it scheduled. Bellac! The most baller? I, I might be a drug dealer wheels on the planet. Bellac Industries. MSP, MSP of Australia, main force performance. Giving away another crank support today. Oh my God, I'm out of breath this early in the morning. What the hell is happening? Let's say hello to the people here. We'll talk about Gen 1 Mustang and we'll just be a Gen 1 heavy show because I think we're at that point where we really need to start discussing what the goals are going to be, what kind of cars are available. Uh, I want to thank the fans and, and followers and members that have uh, sent cars my way, but we'll talk about that after I say hello to the people. 2000 MCR, Mini by Madman, nine, Clean 93 GT, Joe Swish, Coyote Kelly, Mini by 40, Mini by Angel Puerto Rico, Bruce Willis, Bullcat, Baked Potato Chips became a Totting level member, Wesley Stewart, Bryson, Wet EPA, Cornfed Cow, Travis, JD, Swag, Wicked 5-0, Nuxo with the crank, Jared Well. I love that Nuxo takes the jokes well uh, you know you never know when a new turvy pops up and i'm not saying he's a turvy but he's pretty close but uh i like that he just kind of rolls with it paul pontheu aj bilavesh james d young josh roy Corey seward Corey b craig walls mr billet noonan you know is it do you feel weird craig that now noonan doesn't fuck with anything but big boy hemi shit or do you go eh, i can get a billet noonan but five you know small block ford if i want but uh like all they do is like Hemi shit now, because that's like the, the smoking hot motor right now. Smoking ZX-14, Whipple 5.0, Ashton, Jared, Charlie Vega, Mr. I think he uh, he owns the red the red car, the red ESS car. 
Whipple Cripple, Oliver Bryan, Oliver Bryan again, Jared Wells, Ashton, S197, California Special, Cornfred Cow, 94 GT4, Joe V, Ken Phillips, Fivefold Stepside, Khaled Subawi, <laughs> Gary Uffage, Brandon Jones, Chris Anderson, and Zane. What's up, Zane Blevins? Bryson Witt taking his whole motor apart in his garage. 11 second eclipse. South Detroit Entertainment. Yeah, I'm surprised you're not getting shot up. Uh, Matt Oliver, Brandon B, Manic 5 and all the way to the bottom here. And we'll talk Gen 1 Heavy, da da da. Ed Diaz, RPG GT, D Rock Fox, Fast Rider, D13 Mike, Matt Paul, Logan, Ray, Ivan, Franklin, Ruben H, Nick Camo, Justin, and C Nardi. That's right, making hit after hit after hit. And his twin turbo Mustang. Good enough performance. I love catching up with Joe. Joe is one of the more one of the more genuine people that uh, you come across in this industry. This industry sucks and it's full of snakes and assholes. Um, but Joe is not one of them. Joe's one of the genuine people that sees the bullshit for what it is and works on it from the outside. He's very smart. Well, I am knee deep in bullshit. So I want to thank a lot of the uh, people on Patreon real quick. We've been talking a lot. People like Itzy Bison, Bryson Wick, Casey Armstrong, Sam Five O, Brian Brown, Mambi, Jesus uh, Ravallo, Tristan, more pubes, more boosts, Michael Burke, Philip Fausenthal, Rob Four, Sam Day, Jason Brown, Marquis, Santi, Patrick A. John, Otzi, Ethan, Rudy, Randy, Jerry, Jonathan, Brandon, Aggressively Average, Adam Abdallah, Hatch, Matt Long, Sam Milan, Richard McPherson, Chase, Slow99, and Andres Cabrera. We have had long, long conversations about their setups, so I really appreciate those people being followers and subscribers to my Patreon if you want to have everything associated uh, in terms of getting a hold of me as to what I know, what I think you should do with your car. So, Gen 1 Mustang. My search for a Gen 1 Mustang has been pretty interesting. Dealerships are, you know, hovering in the $21,000 range for a Gen 1 Mustang. Now, people are going to say, why don't you buy a private party? This is why. The only reason I want to buy from a dealership is to finance the vehicle. I can buy it cash, and I just don't want to come off of $21,000 cash. I, I like having cash in the, in the account. I don't mind, uh, you know financing it i can swing the payment and it actually helps me out and it makes me budget better second the warranty even though not it's not a long-term warranty a 30-day warranty goes a long way if i go to saskatchewan if i go to oregon if i just have a private party sale from facebook and i and i make a deal and i cut them a check for twenty-one thousand bucks and i ship it down here and the car starts and it's knocking i'm shit out of luck i am literally shit out of luck so I, I pretty much have to be very careful as to what I do and, and buy. So my search has been has, has go from, gone from this to this. Like I am very, very dialed in as to what I want. Now, why a Gen 1 Mustang? We all know why a Gen 1 Mustang. A Gen 1 Mustang more represents the, the, the horsepower, muscle car-ish era of Coyote Mustang. The S550 and up, I think converted everyone else to to that was like a Honda person was like a Acura person someone that didn't even bother looking at the S197 now looked at Mustang based on the design the IRS and it's more let's say global appeal based on how it looks the S197 looks like a 60s era's Mustang so that's like the last let's say muscle car ish even though the, the in my opinion the the mustang was never a muscle car i would say a torino was a muscle car i would say a charger was a muscle car i would say like camaro to me wasn't a muscle car camaro to me was a sports car and you know and and so was a like a pony car i think pony car is its own thing so i don't think it's a muscle car per se chevelles are muscle cars you know bigger big engine muscular cars not nimble small and you know balanced so 
I wanted a 13. Then I said no because the NHRA laws. But then um, the color, believe it or not, the color combos are better in 14 because I like the ruby red tinted metallic color as opposed to the other red that that came with. So in 14, you got a couple of color choices that you didn't get in, in 11 to 13. But in 14, you had the last version of the Gen 1 Coyote. And as a as a guy who thinks in terms of long-term mechanics, you definitely have to take into account that that was the last most refined Gen 1 motor before Ford offered the Gen 2 motor. So an 11 to 12, in my opinion, is not desirable because in 11, there was a lot of number eight cylinder failures. And 12 was better, but I don't like the 11, 12 auto Mustangs. They do not have select shift. They have PRND, three, two, one on the shift selector. And then there's a button that you can push in and lock it in third or something like that. At 13, they uh, allowed select shift, meaning you were able to toggle up and down in the shifts because the shifter was PRNDS and S was not sport mode. It was select shift. So a lot of people think that the S in, in S197s uh, in the, on the shifter was sport mode. The shifting schedule in S was actually tow haul mode from what i can tell in the calibration it references the tow haul mode now again you guys don't seem to understand that i want an auto fucking matic 14 mustang i don't care about manuals i have a gt500 zr1 and a notch that are all manuals i do not need another manual car i think i can really dial in an automatic vmp gen 2r equipped car eventually to go tens pretty quickly because the notch is going to get worked on and the fairmont and the zr1 are going to be up in pennsylvania and maryland respectively getting worked on probably for months so i'm going to be sitting here with the gt500 that on jack stands or quick jacks and no real content to give you. And I think if I get myself into an S197, it'd be great. So what do I want? Near Florida. I am not going to buy a car in, like, like, I'm blown away at the fans. They go, hey, Alex, I, saw, I heard that you were looking for a Mustang. I go, yep. I found one in Vancouver. I go, <laughs> I'm not going to go through that shit. I'm not going to buy a car in another country. Like, I'm not going to go through that whole rigmarole. I don't want those problems. And I don't want a car showing me my speed in kilometers. Okay? I want it in America, America values, freedom values, miles per hour. So I don't want a Canadian car. And I don't want any car in the Northeast. Not New Jersey, not Massachusetts, not Pennsylvania, not Ohio, no nothing because of the snow. My Mustang, when I got it down here and got it up on the lift, Donnie looked at it. Donnie's like, how, how, how many miles are on this car? I said, like, 60? He's like, dude, this thing looks like it's been going, going through hell, and, and the underneath is all jacked up. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, Florida cars don't look like this. Florida cars underneath don't look all jacked up underneath with rusty bolts everywhere. Everything looks pretty darn good, and he was right. Every southern car here that's not by the ocean actually looks really good. So I'm going to buy a southern car, and this is the the – the prerequisites in case you guys need to do some i already looked in car gurus i have alerts i have uh cars.com fuck bring a trailer i am not using bring a trailer because it is an auction site okay dealership it has to be a dealership um 14 mustang under seventy thousand miles convertibles are okay but it has to be a highly optioned convertible meaning if i'm gonna buy a convertible for 21 000 bucks because that's the going rate 
No higher than 21,000 bucks. If you see a convertible for 60,000 or 70,000 miles for over 21,000 bucks, it is severely overpriced. And if you have a private party version of that, you shouldn't be over 25,000 bucks. That's just how the market is. So it's got to be either a dark shadow gray. It's got to be either uh, ruby red or a California special, whether it's white, red, blue, or black. It doesn't matter to me. So white, red, blue, or black California special, highly optioned, dark shadow gray convertible, or a ruby red. If it's a coupe, it can be black. It can be ruby red. It can be, uh, I don't want deep impact blue. I already have deep impact blue, but no white. So, and it has to have 70,000 and under miles because the budget is 21,000 bucks. That is the budget. That's what I want to finance. I don't mind putting, you know, three or 4,000 down just to make the money, just to make the bank happy. But typically that's what I want. So the, the thought process is this, get it and do a bone stock, you know, change the plugs, make sure everything's cool. No tuning, go out there, make a hit, uh, Braden 10 or something at a rental, at a rental, not a fucking test and tune with a bunch of fucking retards. Uh, and then come back. Put a tune in it, see what it does with tune only, then put a cold air in it, see what it does with the cold air and tune, adjust shift points, because I'm sure I'm going to have to dial in the shift points, because Gen 1 is stupid. You have to kind of play with the shift points all the time, depending on the age of the transmission, blah, 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 and see what I can do tune only, then start getting after it, like headers, um, no cams, no crazy stuff, because what's going to happen is headers, suspension, lightweight wheels, something, and then blower like right off the rip, a Gen 2R, and that's the blower that's going to live on it for a very long time and slowly chip away at 10s, 9s, and then get some weight out of it, but not race car stuff. It's got to be a car that is drivable because I want to mimic what you would build at home. I want to mimic what you would do if this was your only vehicle. You cannot make it a full retard race car. You have to make it something that's drivable, livable, um, relatable, even though it's not going to be my daily, I'm going to treat it as if it was and modify it that way, tastefully, as good as possible, full exhaust, no crazy stuff till it could rattle my head while I'm driving, um, and then you know try to see how quickly we can get it. The goal is to go low nines. Uh, we try, we'll try to duplicate Donnie's nine one pass at 149, which is going to be very difficult on a stock motor. Donnie had a Gen two motor, so we were able to lean on it real hardcore. So I don't know how long. A Gen 1 motor is going to last at that, so I will have an extra motor or at least a short block ready to go in case shit gets sideways with that car because Gen 1 rods aren't happy, but I have to do my best to monitor everything, meaning I'm probably going to install a bunch of sensors and, and um, um, auxiliary stuff, basically meaning I'm going to install like crankcase uh, pressure sensor to see how much the crankcase is being stressed out and we see any wavy patterns show up in the crankcase uh, pressure to mitigate any potential ringland issues and piston rocking issues in the future. So we'll talk about that. If you have any questions, concerns about that, by the way, I didn't tell you guys I am giving away MFP crank support today for a 14 GT500. If you don't have a 14 GT500, that's fine. Sell it. Uh, it's it's your, it's your deal, but another MFP crank support, and it will be Star Trek The Next Generation trivia because I can literally go on and on about that. Car trivia is gay. Nobody cares, so we'll talk about that. All right, let's um talk to the people here, get some of the questions out of the way. What do you think um, the goal should be NA? I think I can go 1150, 1160 NA in a vert or a coupe. Uh, converter now oh, go okay now the reason i'm going gen 1 is because um the gen 1 senior has every single part you can imagine for this car like it's this is one of the cars i was looking at it's in coco beach florida it's a convertible dark shadow gray um it looks like it has a cat back or something like that they 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 were dealing uh, 
in the $20,000 range. But then I came across another car near me in Fort Pierce, which I think got scooped up. It was gone within a day. They posted it, and that day it was already gone. So understand this. Gen 1 auto Mustangs that are untouched are, are, are very tough to come by. Convertible Mustangs? Everywhere. Everywhere. Nobody wants a convertible Mustang. And I'm like, why not? Like, what's wrong with a convertible Mustang that, you know, I know I get it. People people think, well, you know, it doesn't have a roof. So racing, bro, who gives a fuck? Put a six point in it. Go out there. Run the number. And it's only like a hundred and something pounds heavier. And you can mitigate that with wheels, tires, brakes, you know, you name it, lightweight parts. It's not that big of an issue. But convertible is probably going to be what I end up with. But if, it's, if I'm going to get a convertible, I want it to be highly optioned. Just to just so that we, I have a car that's kind of worth it. Meaning the bigger nav screen, the nicer seats, the nicer audio system. I will have to cut weight elsewhere, like suspension parts and rotating stuff. But if I'm gonna buy a convertible, it's gonna be a fully option convertible, not something that was at Hertz rental car, the cheapest one that had a five liter in it that someone just flogged when they went on the trip to Florida. Yeah, you could say convertible gay all you want, but when it's running nines and beating the shit out of your car, you won't be saying it's gay. Like a lot of people go convertible, ha ha ha, gay. And then when I make it run 950s, 940s and lining up next to a Tesla Plaid and beating it, everyone's going to be going, that's pretty cool. Like you don't see that happening all that, all, all that much. And according to um, everything I looked up online, uh, Travis asked how much heavier are convertibles than a coupe? I think 127 or 130 pounds, like not that much more. Um, D-Rock Fox says, isn't that for 11 to 14 crank support? Yes. When I say GT500, I don't say 2020 and up. Like 2020 and up to me is not a GT500. I don't care if it has a logo on it. I don't care. To me, a 2020 and up, it's a fucking S550. So it's just a Shelby variant of an S550. I don't, I don't say GT500 and 2020 in the same sentence. It just sounds stupid. 11 to 14 GT500 crank support is what MFP makes. Everything else is a Coyote. It's a fucking coyote. So it's like not not that special. Bonus round question. What was Data's brother's older name? Oh, um, other name? Hint, he appeared in one of the movies, not the TV series. I don't know is his um, other brother's name. I know it was Lull, and then they called themselves the Sons of Soon when they tried to, you know, um, when when he was manipulating Data with the emotion chip, you know, like Bluetoothing it to his face, and they made the, the Borg, like, self-aware. It's pretty funny. Um, it's something different convertible. Exactly. Fast convertible is adult shit. You know, that's the thing. A lot of people I'm going, eight. okay, D-Rock. So what's going to happen if I, you don't think, you don't think I have the resources to make it, that car go eight in a convertible, drop the top, get the bitches <laughs> while you're there in your caged up, spooled up, stupid ad. Um, uh, I'd still say it's gay. Okay, Isaiah. Well, let me see what you got going on. Oh, you have an S550. <laughs> I will not buy a drop top. If I want wind noise and water leaks, I'll get a motorcycle. Again, if it's me getting a Gen 1 auto, I love how people I love how people complain about silly things. Meanwhile, they have like clicky spherical bushings on their Mustang. They have a spool. They drive around with skinnies and slicks, but then complain about wind noise in their Mustang. Like this is why I think uh, most car guys are fucking retarded and stupid and gay. They 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 want to make their car better than what someone else is looking to get. If I wanted wind noise, bro, I'll put the top down. Burn my top, burn the top of my dome. I don't give a fuck. Uh, yes, Theo wants the wind in his hair. Super hyped to watch videos on the Gen 1. So what I need to do 
is find myself a Gen 1 14 Auto Coupe or Convertible under $21,000, under 70,000 miles. I know that at 50,000 miles and 40,000 miles, they go up to $23,000, $24,000, and I'm not really looking to spend that, that per se. I'd rather get a convertible, even though you guys call it gay or whatever, I don't care. Uh, I, uh, if I can make that car fast and give you Gen 1 content, I'm happy. Um, another site I use in your search is Car car Carriage. I found catches a lot of smaller dealers and auto trader and gurus and car gurus. Um, Corn Fed Cow got it. Uh, B4. Oh, gotcha. Before I have 2.3 full kit ready to go for you. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I'm not gonna buy any kits for for a little bit. Everyone's you know like I got it. Hey, Alex, and then they tried to sell it to me for premium money. Like a Gen 2R complete kit should not be more than 3,800 to 4,000 dollars. That's everything I see, exactly EPA. I like how everyone wants to spend your money. Um, I, like everyone that, everyone that, um, what the fuck was I going with that? What was I, was I talking before? Okay, everyone that has a 2.3 liter kit, whether it's a Roush, a Gen 2R, or Gen 2, they think it's worth 5,000 bucks. I'm sorry. The market is ridiculously saturated with Gen 3, Gen 3 Whipple front feed 2.9s, Gen 5 Whipple front feed 3.0s, and uh, Roush Gen 1, Gen 2 R, and uh, the, the, the Roush Gen 2 version. Roush Gen 1, T, VMP Gen 1, Gen 2, Gen 2 R, and it is saturated. So if you're thinking you're going to get more than 3800 bucks for a for a Roush, Roush or VMP Gen 2 R kit, you are psycho. Um, Comfort Cow said, I'm getting a crank support today. Alex, I'm going to be like Vanilla Ice in the 5.0 drop top. Um, Alex, would you go Gen 2 or Caddy V3? Caddy V3, because I'm done with Gen 2 stuff because it's entered another demographic that I don't think cares about performance. The people that get a Gen 2, like for now, right now, Aldo is trying to help sell a twin turbo. If I'm not mistaken, let me look it up. Uh, Facebook. Let me look up Aldo. And, you know, this is a free uh, free little shout out to, to Aldo. Um, uh, let me see. Uh, Aldo. Aldo. What the fuck's his name? It's like... His name's not Aldo. Oh, you know what? I have I have the Alex Flores thing up. I don't have the Alejandro Flores on Facebook because I have two. The Alex Flores has like 160,000 likes. Aldo Weld. <laughs> I think it's like Maldonado. <laughs> Something. So he uh, he was trying to sell. A, here it is. This is great. Look at this. This is this this is mind blowing. If you guys want to want to see how soft the uh, Gen Two market is, here it is. Aldo Weld's January 25th. Let's get this car sold. My buddy hasn't ate in a week and he needs this car sold before he starves. 2016 premium GT, 36,500 bucks. 16 Mustang GT premium, 31,000 miles on the body, roughly 22 on motor, 2,200 miles on motor. Built short block with upgraded springs, retainers, and the heads. Aldo Weld's bottom mount twin turbo kit with six inch intercooler. Four dual pump setup. ID 1080Xs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what 1080s are, but okay. Shout out to you. Shitty ass K member. New McLeod RXT twin disc clutch. Emmanuel. MGW short throw. Making killer wallets. All BMR, which is probably the reason it's not selling. G-Force Renegades axles. Speed for mercy delete. Da, 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 da. Car made $1,200 on E85. Won $36,500 and no one has bitten on it. Like no one. 
And this is a fucking badass car. And it makes me and it makes me go. The S550 market is soft. It's super soft. This car can probably go fours, 60 to 130, can probably go low tens stick if it hooks, if it doesn't explode, but it's probably more a roll car. It's a Luntune car with an N-gauge. It's premium, fully loaded. This car's ready to go. This was a car a year ago I would have thought of buying, but the market is so soft on those cars that I said, nah, not my thing because they're hard to move. Everyone has some kind of version of a s550 like that and i'm blown away that no one is really picking that car up it seems to be a good deal so i was like i think that market is soft whereas the s197 market seems to be a lot better like see yeah you should have bought that instead jared wells right like the market is so soft on s550s that i said i'm good and it is because the economy isn't great right now um those cars are everywhere that platform so let's talk about platforms a 11 to 14 Mustang, four years. That's it. Those parts are interchangeable. Rear end, the nose, the hood, the doors, the interior parts, dash, steering wheels, da-da-da-da-da. But S550, damn near goes from 15 to 2023. Eight years. So it is a more saturated market. It is, you can swap a rear end from a 23 into a 15. You can do, the doors are the same. Like everything's the same except the nose. So now you're seeing that the market for 11 to 14 Gen 1 Coyote cars is stronger than the Gen 2 market based on the amount of cars that are out there that share that platform. So a, a tw- 11 to 14 Mustang is worth some money as opposed to a 15 and up because there's so many of them and they made it for eight years essentially in 2024 and that's still an S550 basically you can take so so the S550 platform has been around longer there's more of them so cars that are trying to get sold for premium money are low because there's just so many of them whereas 11 to 14 is slowly dying off solid rear axle you can literally put a built motor turbo 400 and a twin turbo kit on it and go sevens tonight with an easy recipe. Whereas a Gen 2 and 3 Mustang, not so much. It requires a little bit more work. What the fuck? That car's perfect, exactly. EPA me on someone will drop 70000 on a dark horse for the iPad on the dash. Um, the economy is over, Johnny. Uh, get ready. So you think it's a good time to possibly look into buying a Gen 2 instead of waiting on the complete crash? Uh, right now, it's a buyer's market. If you want to get into a Gen 2 Mustang, it is a buyer's market. Gen 1 Mustang's a buyer's market, but I want to buy it at a dealership, which is difficult. It's an older car. It's almost 10 years old. Actually, it is 10 years old. So the banks are going to go, I'm not going to finance a 10-year-old car unless you're going to give me 5000 down. And the APR is going to be high regardless of your credit. My credit score is in the 800s. So you're going to definitely pay 9% or more, which I'm willing to do because it's a content situation. And now that I found out, I can literally expend Every single thing that is car related, I didn't know that before because I'm stupid with taxes. So I finally got a tax professional telling me, bro, everything, the motor, the tires, wheels, gas, it's basically a business, not a hobby because it generates an income. So start expensing every single little thing. The car market has been taking a hit, only going to get much worse. Used car prices have been dropping hard as well. 1314 Asset also had those beautiful taillights. Seems like S197 and Gen 2 around the same mileage are going for the same price. Down here in San Antonio, S197 sell faster than the S550s. Hey, Chad, do you want Star Trek trivia or car trivia? It doesn't matter what you want, D-Rock. It's what I want. You know what, D-Rock? I'm going to make sure you don't win the MFP crank support. How's that? 
I'm going to make sure anyone but D-Rock Fox can win the MFP crank support. Because what I remember from you is when that, that shit went down with my motor, you were trying to take homeboy's side. And you're not even a, a, a member. So you're like a freeloader. So now you're trying to subvert my giveaway. So what I'm going to do, simple, is just a discount, like take you away from any, any um, stuff that I do. How's that? Because what you're trying to do is subvert my shell, thinking you're, you have some kind of standing in it. Cool. Anyone but D-Rock Fox today can win the MFP crank support and any giveaway going forward. How's that? I mean, this is a dictatorship. This is not a democracy. Um, <clears throat> you, 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 you won't, no, I, I'm going to guarantee you won't. You understand? Like, I remember the shit you said about the motor situation. I remember the shit. I remember every little thing you said. You're lucky I even allow you on this shit. So I'm going to make sure that I single you out and exclude you from everything that I do. Like, everything. Fuck it. Why not? It's a dictatorship, bro. Alex, what's the best way to contact you? I have an S197. That would be perfect for you. Casey Cardenas, if it's not a 14, if it's not an auto, if it's not near Florida, I want nothing to do with it. I want nothing to do with it. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to delete him. I'm going to keep him on here so he can talk shit because you could tell he, he, he's a fan. He's like a Tony full bolt on almost, you know what I mean? He's on here, but he hates me. So he's like, uh, uh, uh you know, why don't you do something else? Convertibles are gay. Oh my God. I can't believe you talk shit about your motor builder after he gave you a $750 discount. I remember every fucking little thing you said, bro. Um, damn, Alex, you ain't have to do the man like that. I got to do the man like that. I got to do the man like that. See, you see what I mean? So once you, once you call people out like that, they end up, um, showing who they really are. Like they act this. Okay. So the guys that hate you the most are the biggest fans. So like Tony full bolt on and people like that, people like, uh, uh, TJ Wellen, uh, you're still owed a slap. Trust me. That slap. It is owed to you for years on end. What they do is they watch every single second of the show. And then when something happens that maybe is against me, or let's say let's say my motor situation, they go online, ha ha, yeah, look it, I get fucked that guy. And I'm like, okay, cool. I remember every single little thing you have said. So D-Rock Fox, talk good. You can watch the show all you want and talk shit and try to subvert the, the giveaways and stuff. But I will make sure I exclude you from every single giveaway. If, if it's a car, if it's a part you want, if it's any favorable stuff, I'll, de I'll definitely make sure to make sure you're, you can watch from afar, but you can't participate. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the thing, D-Rock. You have to be really careful the enemies you choose and what you say publicly because this chat has ruined people. Okay. This chat has tentacles that is, that are so far reaching. <laughs> like on Instagram, I'll give you guys an example. So on Instagram, uh, now what has happened is every time there's a girl that posts something with her ass out, I get tagged multiple times from people that I didn't even know followed me or whatever. So I'm like, wow. So this, this culture of shaming women that are using their sexuality, but not just shaming the women, the actual people that support them. Like VMS Wheels put up a post the other day. Let me try to find that. That's going to be fun to talk about because VMS Wheels, it's a trash wheel company, but, you know, they don't care. They, they, they go, thanks for the free promotion. But not that you're going to buy a VMS wheel, but I'll show you a, I'll show you supposedly a, I got tagged on a post where VMS Wheels, like, like uh, 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 what is it, supported some, some car thought that had her ass out or something like that. Let me go find it. Uh, give me a second here. 
Hugo. Oh, here it is. So VMS Wheels goes out there and is like, at whatever, yeah, look at this, like, and it's literally her ass is sticking out, okay, it's sticking out. So people tag me in it. They're like, I wish I was a girl and I could exploit my body for followers. And and then Rooster Five O at YDBT for life looks like he got beat to it. Not even one pick of the wheels in here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Everyone is now shunning this behavior and you know what i'm glad that i was maybe spearheading the effort but this chat has long reaching tentacles out there so be careful the enemies you choose because the chat will turn on you we are like a uh, like white blood cells if there's a cancer that comes down we will attack it but the cancer will win abort his giveaway let's go detected opinion discarded yeah i tagged you in that thank you jared wells um but alex this chat has no reach that's the way the cookie crumbles they even like my comments said jared wells um drock is looking for lund's phone number right now no i think he's a customer like i think he's legit tuned by us but i think he's one of these guys that can easily be switched like a like it look I've known these, this type of guy for a very long time where they're like a stan, a, a, a stalker fan. They like you, but they hate you at the same time. They watch you and criticize everything you do. And I'm like, bro, like literally get a life. Like I'm blown away that you woke up on a Sunday to try to subvert this chat as to who I give stuff away to. Like oh, car stuff or Star Trek stuff. I could make I could make a post about scratching my balls and which way I did it and whoever guesses right gets the MFP crank support I am literally giving away parts giving away parts and I think people like have an issue with that it's crazy boosted s197 thank you very much Matt class has aborted his giveaway let's go and 94 GT versus DRock just mad that his ex left him for a guy in a vert <laughs> oh fuck leave it to VMS to make a post like that they know their customer pay for OnlyFans content again VMS wheels is the cheapest wheel you can get. You are poor as fuck if you actually opted for VMS wheels. Like the only way you buy VMS wheels is if they were heavily discounted for you. It's very rare that someone goes, you know what? I got a checklist to make a race car. Stroud straps, you know, Stroud uh, seatbelt, uh, par- parachute, um, you know, I don't know, uh, AFR heads, <laughs> wheelwood brakes, VMS wheels. <laughs> like... I nobody I definitely want the VMS beadlock series. <laughs> I have a VMS wheel here. Look at. Oh. There we go. This is uh probably as heavy as a stock wheel and I mean this, he's like thanks for the free promotion. No, I am making fun of you. <laughs> People will look at you as a clown company if you start um supporting sexualized content i mean i think they put like um look at what happened to ignite racing fuel ignite racing fuel got a big backlash once they started calling me a bitch and misspelling a bunch of stuff on their site on their uh reply post and i'm like be careful this this chat has pretty long tentacles so we have 167 likes i'm not gonna do the giveaway until it's at least uh, let's do 250 250 likes once it gets to 250 likes i'll do the giveaway then um so, Joe, he ain't buying shit from Hialeah. No, I'm not buying anything from Hialeah. Look, Joe, nothing south of, and that's the other thing. Let's talk about what areas of your country do you not want to buy cars from? Nowhere in Houston. 
Houston, off the map. I don't want to buy one car from Houston. Why? It's been beat between be, be, uh, within an inch of its life. Houston cars are beat the fuck up. So I don't want a Houston car. Hialeah cars or anything south of Boca, you are asking to buy a car that has been welded in half. S197 rear was totaled. S190 front, the back was totaled. Let's weld it together, red and blue. They do a good job of patching it up, and they literally sell it. They sell that car. Like, go ahead on uh, Florida, uh, anywhere in Florida, cars.com, car gurus, you name it. Go ahead and look for a Gen 1 Mustang in the Miami zip code or area code, zip code, four, you know, three, 305, whatever. Is it 305? Is it, is it 305? Yeah, I think it's 305. Um, go ahead and look it up. They are cheap, cheap, super cheap, like dumb cheap. And I'm like, Ugh. and I remember going to buy a Tahoe Denali. I'm sorry, a Yukon Denali. I went to Miami. There was a Yukon Denali on the lot. It looked phenomenal on cars.com. I did the VIN verification. I did all this crap. When I went down there, it was very obvious. It had been in a ridiculous accident. It was a cocoa brown exterior. And it looked like someone bondoed from the door all the way to the back. The VIN and Carfax came back clean. I was like, ah, this is crazy. You cannot buy a car south of Boca in Florida. You cannot buy a car in all of Houston, period. Uh, Travis says, Ignite deleted every comment on that post and turned off commenting. Corfred Cow, Star Trek, respect. Look, if you're not a Star Trek The Next Generation fan, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you. Check it out on their website, Alex. I want to see what it looks like. Minibag Madman, let's see. Where, who said that? Alex, check out Headquarter Toyota in Hialeah, Florida. They have a Fortune GT Coupe Auto with black 56,000 miles. Yeah, it looks all stock. Okay. So what is it called again? Uh, Headquarter Toyota. Oh, bro. So the pinga, the pinga. Headquarter Toyota. Let's go. Headquarter Toyota. Let's go on the site. Let's go together. Bing, bang, boom. Bing, bang, boom. This is fun. Oh, my God. Look at this motherfucker's haircut. Look at this motherfucker's haircut on the website. Motherfucker got a blowout. Bro. So let's look at used search inventory. Oh, Maria. Hi, Maria. Oh, my God. There's a frog or is this a coqui? <laughs> it's basically Puerto Rico down there. Cheryl will accept some cookies. Mustang. Mustang, Mustang. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. Here we go, Maria. Oh, come on, Papa. You know this bitch been through hell. You know. He said it looks all stock. He said it looks all stock. Bro. <laughs> oh, my God, bitch. Stop. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember those stock fog lights. Yeah, this thing probably had three twin turbo kits in it. Uh, and they were just the same kit, the on three kit. Um, it has, okay, it looks like it has stock cap back. I don't know. It's too good to be true because, I don't know, the red calipers though. Oh, it looks like there's someone uh, put a little ceramic coat on there because it's beating up. Okay. <laughs> look at the center console. Hey, look, what is this? Is this like for a uh, 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 HDMI port? So it's got cloth seats, base base, a base base GT. Bro, I don't trust it. I'm sorry, bro. I don't trust it. Uh-uh. It's got some weird center console. Um, probably had 15. This thing, this thing probably had a, a boost controller here. 
a boost gauge here. Like I don't know, man. It's not. It's not. It's not giving me a bunch of confidence. It looks too cheap. Let me see. Let me see the engine bay. Any engine bay photos? Uh, cloth, which I don't. I don't dislike. Uh, fifty-six thousand miles, nineteen thousand dollars. Something's wrong. Something is wrong. So. It's got a backup camera. Come on, man. Stop it. I don't know. Where's the engine bay? I want to see engine bay pics. I want to see that JLT. <laughs> Look at the fucking thing. Lionheart wheels. Okay, the engine bay looks pretty fucking stock. I don't know. Maybe this is that one rare car in Hialeah. Nobody modified. Okay, so let's do this. I got guys online here that have access to VIN number checks. So let's uh, let's do that. Those of you guys that have access to VIN number checks, bada bing, do it up, do what you do best, and we'll see if this car is legit because if it's something decent, boy, I would I would be really pissed off if I bought myself a car in Hialeah and then, of course, it's an issue. I just don't want to do that. So I put the VIN up on the chat. If you guys um, can do a VIN check, email me, YDBT for life. We'll see what the deal is. I don't like it at all. Ceramico, that's McGuire's Quick Wax as IRS. It's an American muscle catalog car, exactly. Seat close, probably a chick driver. Plenty of whoopsie moments. <clears throat> Excuse me. The number of salvage title I process when a dealer is telling me they had to repair, paint, bumper, make it look roadworthy is frightening. Ken Phillips says, on a used lot with a black ice air freshener, it smells like water damage. Bad dussy. <laughs> Boy, the, the language we've developed on this chat... <laughs> it's pretty pretty unbelievable uh, it had a torque so I don't know if it had a torque storm <laughs> but it definitely had something nitrous bias plays Alex if you get a general Mustang Auto what would you expect to get with the tune cold air intake as far as quarter mile mile an hour now there is a good question so the Gen 1 Auto stock had very soft shifting a lot of torque reduction spark would cut not cut but spark would be lowered in between the shifts Torque reduction, and it had a 6,800 RPM rev limiter. Now, the stock manifold didn't really make a bunch of power past 6,800, but the meat of the um, power is between, I want to say, 5,900 and 6,800. But so the problem is the severe gear drop. The 6R80 gear split is terrible. It goes, you know, 410 to like a two something pretty quickly so 409 first gear wah, and then boah, the second gear it, it's low and then when you shift it at let's say 6800 the converter locks up bogs the car down under 5500 again and it's like there is no torque down there so what we would do it was bring it bring the shift points past 7500 so that the next shift point is in the sixes and then the converter lock up and then the next subsequent shift is still above 6,000 RPM. So keeping the car above 6,000 RPMs is critical for not only engine life, but shift points and power band, you know, taking advantage of the power band. So I think with a tune, you could probably gain two or three tenths. So let's say if I go out there because these cards are 13 second cars, 13.0, 12.9 on a bone stock GT. I don't think it'll go 12.9. I think it'll go like 13.0 or 13.1. With a tune, 12.7, 12.6 with a, on a good day is not out of the realm of possibility. If you get a cold air on a cold day, remember, a cold air is only good because it's sucking engine, it's sucking engine bay air on a cold day so that the starting line uh, spark is still on the, on, the, on the higher side. 
those um those cold airs will yield another two tenths. So you can probably get down with a tune and a cold air on pump gas to about twelve fifty, which it does not sound impressive. I know, I know, but it is a half second quicker than stock with a tune and a cold air. Now with Gen 1, you should get yourself a boss intake or a high-rise manifold or a high-revving manifold like an 18 manifold like, um, what's his name, Scott Andrews won last week. So, by the way, I got to ship that Monday. I apologize. I just didn't have time. I had to do a bunch of running around yesterday. Uh, so, now, if you get a manifold like a boss or a 18 manifold, you can make a whole bunch of power above 6500 rpm shift it at 7700 let the gears catch in the mid sixes rpm and you can probably go down to 12.3 or 12.2 then lu 47s um e85 and free-flown exhaust that's an 11 second car the, uh, boom 11 9 11 11 8 like my truck went 11 2 a 4,000 pound truck with a gen 3 coyote on e85 with an 18 manifold four-wheel drive went 11 2 on the street so I think you can get a Gen 1 Mustang bolt-on to be in the 11s on E85. And if you want to get into the 10s, that's when you need converter, that's when you need headers, that's when you need suspension components and lightweight stuff to get into the 11s. But it's not out of the realm of possibility. Now, I would not go hardcore NA. I would probably get into the 11s auto, converter, maybe a gear ratio change, and, um, and, a, and, a, and a headers and free-flowing exhaust, E85, high, you know, high-revving manifold, cold air, tune. It'll all be lun-tuned with an N-gauge. The LRX I'll probably pick up later on if I, if I run out of N-gauges, but I still have three N-gauges here that I'm still holding on to, and I'll probably end up having more if I find some you know, on, in, in the used market. So I think at least a couple of tents with a tune only. Michael Locke says, Alex, I know of a three Caddy CTSVs from Orlando, Miami that were wretched via dealerships, guys who fixed with no claim. Performance stuff in South Florida is sketch at best. Absolutely. Is $5,000 too much for a Gen 2R? Is $5,000 too much for a Gen 2R? I see many going for over $4,000 meant to send this in the Trooper chat. By the way, a Gen 3R too much blurry? Yes. Peasant, chat, peasant support. Thank you, John97. A complete Gen 2R kit should not be more than... 4500 bucks. Accessories. If you have a Gen 2 R kit with a twin 60 millimeter throttle body, a Roush cold air, and an 82 millimeter pulley, you shouldn't be asking more than 4000 bucks for it. If you have a twin 67 or CJ65 throttle body, if you have a multiple if you have multiple selection of pulleys and the kit is 8 rib, okay, then you can start asking close to $5000 because you have configurable pulley combos, a better throttle body, a better cold air like a PMAS, and you have more options. If you have an upgraded brick in the intercooler, okay, even better. If you have a twin fan triple pass heat exchanger, okay, now you can ask for a little bit more money. Coyote Kelly says, I want to know if late 14s just had Gen 2 heads or bottom end as well. So the rumor was that in late 14, they started using some Gen 2 cylinder heads on Gen 1 Mustangs. I don't know... I don't think they would install a complete Gen 2 motor because based on how things are manufactured, I don't know that they would, in the assembly line, start installing cam components, meaning Gen 1 cam timing components and Gen 2 timing components are totally different. So I would doubt 
that if a Gen 2 motor showed up, they go, hey, shove Gen 2 timing, Gen 1 timing components in it and put it in a late June or July build Mustang. I don't know that that would ever happen, but I don't know that. So that myth is floating around and I wish I could lock somebody down that knows exactly that some 14 Mustangs came with Gen 2 heads. It, it, I think it's a myth. I don't think it's like a verifiable thing, but I think that if it did happen, it was just a cylinder head, not necessarily a short. I'll give you an example. You're starting to hear that Gen 3 short blocks are done. You're, you're starting to hear that you cannot buy. Yeah, that's. I, I might be giving something away. I'm saying 18 to 20, 18 to 20. Like there's a part number. 21 to 23, there's still, you know, motors available. But if you wanted to get an 18 to 23 block, you're starting to see issues with those come up. Like engine builders like FFRE and, and, and alike who build motors and sells them through Real Street. By the way, a bu bunch of news going on with Real Street. I thought it was kind of interesting that some of the stuff that's happening over there, but it's not my place to talk about. But it is interesting that people are being shuffled around. So you wonder what's happening. But that's that's a that, that's a business I'm not really 100% uh, sure what's happening, so I don't speak on it. But there is rumblings and things that's happening with Real Street. But they sell FFRE motors. And Mike Reich down here in West Palm area, he also sells... Um, FFRE motors. So FFRE can just buy a block and just buy blocks brand new, build them and just pump them out. But you're starting to hear that there is a shortage or at least a lack of certain part number blocks. Um, not Predator. Predator seems to be very robust and they're just building them like crazy. But um, Gen 3 blocks specifically seems to be some kind of part delay or some kind of issue with getting those suckers out uh, we got 236 likes pump them up guys we'll get it to 250 and give away mfp crank support it's only the head says nitrous and bias plies okay i have a 355 gears in my gen 1 seems to be ideal for na crosses quarter mile strip at 7700 in third that in my opinion a 355 or 331 rear gear in a gen 1 mustang will work na and boost it because again if the goal is 91 or 90 Quicker than a plaid. That's it. Like a general Mustang, quicker than a plaid is the goal. Because I can probably build a Gen 1 Mustang all in if the motor survives. And let's be honest, I don't think it will. But if the motor survives, you know, crank gear, uh, old pump gear, uh, crank sprocket, old pump gears from TSS, that is going to be 100% something I got to do. I'm not going to install an overdrive in the thing because overdrive, in my opinion, starts to get kind of funky, unless it's 8 rib. But eh, overdrives to me are kind of sus it, with a with a single key crank. By the way, for some reason the video of me talking shit on cu uh, cutting keys like went. It got another bump the other day, and I got like thirty people saying I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. It sounds like a bunch of cam guys are in there trying to defend what they do, and this is what you got to do if you think that I am talking out of my asshole when it comes to key cutting being stupid. Make it make sense why a big blower build would be required to have two keys in the crank. If drive systems don't matter and key ways don't matter and retaining bolts are the overriding factor of, 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 of a retaining something up against a, a, a shoulder, then why do blower builds double key cranks? And if you cannot answer that in a logical sense and make that leap that that should also be taken into account when a, a chain for a cam and a gear 
should have literally the same kind of scrutiny that a crank does because it is driving something, then please shut the fuck up and don't comment, okay? Because I have way more experience on drive systems, cams, cranks, or anything. A drive system is a drive system is a drive system. So if you say in the same breath, key, cut the key, dial in the cams, retaining bolt, no problem. Oh, by the way, that car is also going to get double keyed on the crank. You're making no sense. The motor did not survive the test. Temp, the predator blocks are probably made in Mexico. I can't wait for D-Rock Fox's MFP brace. <laughs> uh, Real Street opened a gun store now. Real Street Tactical. What's the difference between Gen 3, 1920, and 2123? Not much. Not much, honestly. Sentinel, I think it's the same. It's just a part number. So Ford has Ford does everything via part number. So let's say, for instance, um, you're buying something from Ford in bulk, and you resell it. HR3A is 2017. Um, so JR3A is 18. So H17, J18, K is 19, L is 20. Yeah, I, I, I would I would think they, they go by the letter of the alphabet, uh, and that's the part number, let's just say. So let's say you're looking for a 20, a Gen 3 motor, and you open up a catalog, bam. 2018 motors are going to be like, you know, HG3A or, or whatever, whatever they are. Let's say a 2018 motor part number is starts with a, a certain letter and then you buy that because the next year's part number is more expensive. But when it, you look at it mechanically, you're like, they're both the same thing. So what a lot of people do is they cross-reference part numbers to see which one is the cheapest so that they can get the more, the most um, 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 return on investment, like the best margin for it so once that part number runs out then you have to then go to the superseded part number and go okay now i'm gonna get this but then let's say that superseded part number is now three hundred dollars more and you're like oh shit this is more money like okay so they ran out of this part number now i gotta buy this part number it's the same fucking part let's say it's a short block or a long block but it is more expensive based on the part number so that's why people tend to you know stock up on certain part numbers because for whatever reason they get them cheaper in bulk and uh that part number specifically than the next part number so then when they bump up to the next part number the price goes up have you noticed have you ever noticed that you guys have seen a price increase on seemingly the same part let's say uh coyote cylinder heads let's say you had a gen 2 coyote cylinder head two of them and they were 1900 bucks for 10 years then all of a sudden they're 2500 bucks was it inflation was it this? Was it that? Or was it a part number change that Ford decided to say, by the way, we're going to supersede this cast and this part number with this cast and this part number, and that is now more expensive, and now the reseller has to bump up the uh, the price. Alex, S197 manual pedal boxes are like that with the part numbers. D-Rock, oh, forget the D-Rock Fox stuff. Stop it. Just leave them alone. Anyone mechanically included knows jacking up the keyway is improper. AJ, they're literally fighting me. They're fighting me because they're like, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, Todd Warren Camps knows way more than you. I'm like, okay, cool. Then have them explain why things get double keyed in the crank, but you file the key in the, the cam. So the crank gets double keyed. The cam gear gets filed and you don't even shim the the gap let's say okay you file it and you dial it in now 
fill in the gap with like some kind of key stock. They sell key stock. Like key stock is very easy to get and I'll, I'll key stock. Uh, images, uh, keyway, key, keyway. Uh, oh Jesus Christ! Google Finances, keyway, keyway. Uh, images. Oh look, <laughs> I love it. I type in keyway. Oh, this is great. This is great. So this is this is beautiful. I love. I love. I love this technical shit. So, let's say you do cut the key. So what you should be doing in, oh, look at this, look at this figure. Ooh. So let's say you cut half of this key out and then you dial in the cam, you know, based on some uh, uh, spec, fill in the rest of it with key stock. Like there, there's, there's so much literature out there about keys and key ways and drive systems and this is what i dealt with my whole freaking life this looks like a uh like a like a rotating assembly from maybe a centrifugal pump or something like that and you usually lock the key in with a set screw typically keys are locked in with a set screw but now what's happening with with my interpretation of what the four valve guys are doing is what they're doing is they're they're basically allowing a a, a play to be within the gear and the key itself. But let's say once they don't have a retaining mechanism. You see these right here? Right here, that's a set screw. That set screw locks the gear to the key. And the other set screw locks it to the shaft. Why would they do that? Even though they have a key, that's a great question. Hey, you know, every fucking genius that says that, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Why would drive systems have a set screw on the drive mechanism to the key and then another set screw on the shaft so you know you guys really need to come correct when you start talking to me about drive systems about how you cut a key and you hope that the bolt alone holds the gear from spinning where every other fucking drive system on the planet uses set screw keyways double keyed key uh, set screws to the shaft and the keyway please 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 shut the fuck up about you saying that you know more than me about retaining systems retaining mechanisms in drive systems you don't even know the fucking beginning of it because if you did you would never ever think of fucking filing down the key on a cam gear ever ever you would never even fucking think about it. it would be like the most ridiculous thing you could think of doing if you understand drive mechanisms god damn it fucking people um i boosted my s197 and did a 321 swap i have a gen 1 engine and runs fine and i should keep it and do a rods and pistons motor seller maker and that i boosted my s197 did a rods and pistons setup basically uh should i keep it and do a rods and pistons i boosted my s um, a thousand wheel horsepower, I would do rods and pistons because if you did a gen three bottom end, did you regap the pistons for boost? If you did not, then you're asking for a ring land failure to fuck shit up. Hi, let's have HP tuners and gates never used worth anything. Not really never used, meaning it's never been married to a car. Yeah, it's totally worth something. You can't just strengthen one part of the chain and weaken the other part. It's counterproductive. 
I paid twenty one five for my eleven for fifty thousand miles, five eight nine interest in Iowa about six months ago. Got a bit of cosmetic performance mods though, very clean. Not sure if interest is higher in your in the area. I don't twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. For different setting, they would need a whole different design, like multiple positions for the keys, right? Do you need to bap along with LE47s for a full bolt on cams? Gen 1 to run 85. The black one made 490 at PBH had a bap, if I remember right. Yes, Cole Daniel, but he was running FTW purple. So that's why he needed a bap. Put some respect on my name. Alex is right on the key. No cap. It's almost like sabotage wanting it to fail for fuck's sake. Millwright 101. Leave the key alone. And this is what they say. And no disrespect to John Mahovitz. I don't know you from a hole in the wall. I have not heard the name John Mahovitz and Coyote in the same sentence. It's all four valve stuff. If John Mahovitz co-signs on cutting the key and relying on a bolt, leaving the key way sloppy and relying on a bolt to retain the cam gear. And if he uses the following sentence, I've never had an issue with that. That's the way we've been doing it for years. Cool. I shut you off from my life because you do not understand drive systems. If you think making a key sloppy to dial in your, your, your cams is okay to do, and your excuse is, that's how I've been doing that for years, I don't want to know you, talk to you, you immediately know nothing in my book. I don't care that you've gone fives. I don't give a fuck what you've done. What I care about is that you understand drive systems. Put a pinch in 956 key cutting. Turns out the predator block is 35500 part number. Just looked it up. The minute you found out they made multi-key cam gears and any excuse for key cutting immediately went out the window and a cheap cop out. Paid how much for a 2011? I got a 13. Exactly. Got a one-car Lund Racing Engage for sale. 500 includes shipping. Says the plat. Um, yes, never married to a car. That's pretty good. LRX still not moving. Still, yeah, LRX is over 200 in sales. We are fucking ridiculous ridiculous with that stuff now understand guys there's going to be growing pains there's going to be absolute growing pains there's going to be firmware updates that cure some issues there's going to be data logging stuff there's already a data logging thing where people are fat fingering the engineering mode and and, and it doesn't upload a log junior made a video on that so be on the lookout on the lund racing page lund racing on youtube and lund racing on facebook and instagram whatever they will they will send links to potential bugs, fixes, things that we find out when the customer starts to experience the LRX. Now, some people don't like it because it's big or whatever, but understand this. That is the latest and greatest device that we support, and it supports from 2011 all the way to 2023, meaning what that means is if you buy a 2011 Mustang, tune it with the LRX, and you sell it, and you buy a 23 Mustang, we can tune it with the same device. The cam gear bolt's only purpose is to retain the cam gear. You do not have enough surface area on the bolt face, cam gear face to actually hold the cam. It just doesn't make any sense. And they will, you know what they do? They give you all these long-winded explanations. And then all I do is calm down and I go, why do you double key the balancer on blower builds? If the key does not matter, why do you double key the balancer on blower builds? And they go, whoa, uh, 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 uh. they don't know what to say. Alan Lovelace says, yes, my 321 is gap for boost. I'm just wanting to know if I should keep my old motor and build that for a backup motor. I would build it for a backup motor, especially Gen 1 block. Gen, block, well, Gen 1 blocks have 12 millimeter head studs, and they are better suited for uh, 
boost. You put head studs in the bitch and go. I work in a chemical plant that has assembly lines and have drive motors that use keyways. If there's an issue with the keyway, they will shut the line down for safety reasons. The nose looks better on the 14, correct? Absolutely. In my opinion, the nose, the lights, it has the better headlights, it has the better taillights. Uh, Ali Al-Husayni says, how's the family, Alex? Me and Tony are doing good. That's, that's the family, me and Tony. Actually, you're, you're the family, believe it or not. Like, honestly, I'm, I'm kind of like this loner dude. I kind of just do my own thing. So, like, you guys probably know me mo more than most people. So it's just me, Tony, and that's kind of it. So I come on Tuesday, Thursday, and Sat and Sundays, and you guys are people that are probably more uh, knowledgeable as to what's going on in my life than anyone in my family. They're all fucking retarded Puerto Ricans. I can hear them now. I I'm sorry you feel that way, Alex. I'm sorry your $10,700 already built motor suffered some kind of valve train issue. Definitely not nothing to do with I did what I did. Oh, okay, so what I did is I put a motor in a car, and it's my fault, right? Okay, gotcha. Because what happened is this. Once excuses started being made, I said I'm done because I know Homeboy has done shit for someone I know on a personal level for with four motors. And it was excuse after excuse after excuse, and I'm like, once I heard the first, oh, put a flashlight down and shut the fuck up. I don't trust you. I think you did a shitty job. I think you shouldn't be building motors at all. I don't care how fast you've gone. You should not be building motors because you don't have the equipment. If you don't have the equipment in-house, you should not be building motors. Hey, Alex, have you ever seen guys break a 10 or 80 NA? Not break, but it doesn't shift properly after a while. How is lung logging, back pressure, fuel temps, and all that? Michael Locks, we analog it in with a uh, AEM aftermarket situation that we then analog into the end gauge so the the gray goose has like multiple logging systems it has an ams 2000 for boost control and it does log other things like um let's just say other things like crankcase pressure and all that stuff then there is a drive shaft speed sensor that is used as a um traction control device and then the N-Gage and the AEM. So typically, there's literally about four things that we have to log. The N-Gage does the bulk of the logging, meaning we analog in crankcase pressure. We analog in fuel rail pressure. By the way, if you have a Coyote and you are not logging fuel rail pressure at big boy power builds, something's the fuck wrong with you. If you are not logging crankcase pressure, something's the fuck's wrong with you. If you are not logging coolant pressure, not temp, pressure because that tells you if a head is lifting so let's say you have a fully built coyote all the shit and you have nine psi of coolant pressure so the nine psi of coolant pressure it's good at 10 psi 20 psi 30 psi 35 psi it goes to 10 11 12 you go uh oh it is pressurizing the coolant system, meaning there is a failure in a gasket somewhere. You back it down to 30 and it goes, I'm happy at 9 PSI. So that's why you have to kind of figure out why certain sensors are monitored. Crankcase pressure. That's another thing. If you have a insane crankcase pressure, it'll cause issues, not in the combustion, but the pistons can rock. There can be some kind of wavy pattern based on crankcase pressure so why do people have massive breathers lines going to the puke tank in the trunk they want to 
exhaust or ventilate or get rid of any crankcase pressure. That's why you see those little puffy things in the trunk of cars when they're up on the two-step and it puffs up on the back. I always wondered what the fuck that was. I was like, is that an ice tank or something? Like, like dry ice in there? No. The little choo-choo train thing you see on the back of trunks of Mustangs is a catch can, basically. A puke tank. That is the crankcase pressure making its way through the lines into this big tank, and then it vents up out the top. It's literally a catch can. Okay, let's do a giveaway. Uh, we have 284 likes. We have 419 watchers. We are giving away MFP crank support star trek trivia sorry if you don't like it so this is uh something that can go on your 2011 to 14 mustang gt500 crank support just to have a little bit of extra uh, safety measures in order for your crank to not necessarily or your dampener or anything not to have any extra load it has a big bearing i'll show you the bearing you've seen it you've seen pictures of it so mft crank support goes for about a thousand bucks i have this is the second one i'm giving away the third one will be on Tuesday, and then we'll start giving away some of the chuck, some of the CND Auto Tech paddle shifter things. So now let's look up what I uh, looked up. Let me see, where was it? Uh, I got to look up the. Um, uh, let me type it again. Um, uh, let me see. Let me see. It's Star Trek trivia. Um, okay, during. During uh, the da, 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 chance, uh, there we go. Who was who was the chancellor during the Romulan and Klingon War? Who was the Klingon chancellor during? And the spelling has to be good. Okay, who was the chancellor? during the Romulan Klingon War. Come on, guys. <laughs> during. During. <laughs> Someone said Lady T. Johnson. Uh-uh. Got to gotta be spelled properly. Got to be spelled properly on this one. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> the EPA just put everything on. <laughs> He put every every single nope. You guys are close, but you have to. There it is, Ken Phillips. Ken Phillips got it right. Tony Dominguez was really close. GG. You said Gawion and uh, Corn Fed Cow said Galron. No, it is Galron. That's right. Galron was the Chancellor of Klingon during the Duras invasion. During the the uh, um. What the fuck? Romulan invasion with the Duras. Uh, so, Galron. Ken Phillips. Congratulations, brother. You win, you win the... <laughs> I like how people copy-pasted every single member. Actually, that's really smart. That is... <laughs> Ken Phillips. Lips. <laughs> Second uh, MFP. So, congratulations. Ken Phillips, he spelled it properly. I apologize if he didn't spell it right. I know last week I said you had, you don't have to spell it right, but this week you kind of had to spell it right. So, congratulations. Ken Phillips, not only are you a member, but you win an MFP crank support. I appreciate you very much. Uh, <laughs> congrats, Ken. So, again, don't worry. You have another one to win on Tuesday, and they're shipping more. Like, guys, MFP is shipping me more of these. So, you, have, you guys have a bunch of opportunities to buy them. So congratulations, uh, Ken Phillips. So Galron, Galron was the chancellor 
Um, you know, I was watching. The problem with me is I when I work, I just put it on in the background just to like hear it, and it's like it's like second nature now. It, it, like I I know a little bit too much. I'm like legit knee deep into the minutia. I even have someone sent me a bunch of books to show me where the you know the 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 empire of you know the Romulan Empire is located in conjunction to the Federation. And I'm just like I don't know. That's kind of interesting, but call me gay. Who gives a fuck? I don't care. Uh, someone's I can't Star Trek. That's okay, Jay. This show, it's not all car stuff. It's literally everything. Literally everything. So if you can't do Star Trek stuff, sorry. Do some research. But it's not always going to be Star Trek stuff. It's always going to be something... Um, Ken called it. Remember he said, I can't wait to win D-Rock Fox's MFP crank support. Oh, he said... <laughs> Oh, congratulations. I didn't know that, Joe Swish. I didn't know Ken Phillips said, I can't wait to win D-Rock Fox's MFP crank support. And he actually won more Star Trek trivia. I love Star Trek trivia. It's uh, it's just, just it's like 20 years of it. I do the next generation. I don't do the the original. I don't do the Picard series. I don't do Vo- Voyager is a fucking waste of time. And Deep Space Nine is trash. I'm a the next generation guy. Young Sheldon would have known. I was old Star Trek Kirk and with the boys. Ken over here pointing out to left field. He called his shot. Ken Phillips said, I'm going to win your crank support. Bam! Wins it. Congratulations. That's great. I love it. I actually love the fact that you actually won it with the proper spelling. So... Again, if you guys do come across, and again, that's the thing I have, I have said so many times, Gen 1 Mustang, 14 Auto, and my inbox is full of like a 12, <laughs> a, a, a Boss 302. Like one guy hit me up the other day, and shout out to you, nice guy. He's like, Alex, I got the perfect car for you. I got a gotta have it green TVS 7,000 mile car for 38,000 bucks. I go, oh, Fuck me, bro. <laughs> like, like, th- I love you. One, the last color I want is gotta have a green. Like, that, that's like the last color I want. People think it's great. I think it's just, I've never liked gotta have a green. I actually like, um, um, what's that Smurf blue shit? Um, I, I like that better than the gotta have a green. You know what you Star Trek? You know what you and Star Trek have in common? You both search for Uranus and Klingons when you're doing Alpha Podcast. So Alpha Podcast is going to be down. He's going to do some 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 event in Florida, and I said, dude, don't rush it. Don't feel rushed. Our interview is locked in. Let don't worry about scheduling. I'll try to make it easy for him. And I I don't want to do it here, and I don't want to do it in my garage. I'd probably do it in a location where it's kind of neutral. Because if he wants to interview me, or if he wants the cars, I'm like, I'll open up both garages, get your power out there, and we could do it out there and have the, the Corvette in the background and the GT500 in the background. So that'd be cool to do it in the garage because it's literally a tiny two-bay garage where I do everything out of. And imagine that one of the more prominent Coyote channels doesn't have a shop, doesn't have a big thing, doesn't have, a, they have two little rental bays where I can pump out car stuff. And not necessarily be, um, you know, knee deep in, in, into the overhead. It's just they're two hundred and forty bucks total per month to rent two garages here, and they let me do whatever here. Grabber blue, thank you very much. Grabber blue, yeah, worst color. Like, I, I, no offense to like Brett Lasalle and them, but gotta have it green is ugly. It's just ugly as shit. It sounds like many owners built my motor need ghost key tune. How do you dismiss the two series when it's almost... Okay, how do you miss the two series when the most significant Star Trek history occurred? Janeway was a bad bitch. Janeway was trash. 
I love I love Seven of Nines tits, and that's about it. But I understand the um, the war with the founders who literally built everything and anything, and we basically poisoned them and killed them. Um, I just don't care. The next generation to me with Q and like all that, I, I thought it was cool. Um, so what's the deal with the NHRA rules for 13 and 14? They are the same car. Yeah, you're right. But for whatever reason, let's look up the NHRA rules. NHRA, uh, NHRA rules for a cage. God damn it. I said MHA, NHRA. NHRA makes significant enhancements to street legal performance. So this is an article from NHRA itself. So let's uh, read it together because I love to read. This is Kevin McKenna's car. Cool car. As part of the ongoing effort to keep pace with current trends in the high-performance automotive industry, NHRA has announced several enhancements to the street legal program. This was uh, December 8th, 2021. Uh, since its formation in 1951, the NHRA has worked tirelessly to combat, eliminate dangerous and illegal practices of street racing. Fuck you. This is a stupid. That's going to be around till we die. To this day... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. It's day. <laughs> to this day. That continues to be the primary mission for the association. One of the most effective tools in fighting against illegal street racing has been establishing street legal events, which are held regularly at NHRA member tracks in North America. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Changes to the street legal program will allow racers, listen, with 2014 and newer OEM model year production cars to run as quick as 9.0 or 150. In addition, racers with 8 to 13 OEM model year cars will still be permitted to run as quickly as 10.0 and or 135. Meaning, you don't need a roll cage for 14 and newer. And you can go 9-0 or 150 with a 14. That's why I wanted 2014. Unaltered OEM installed anti-leg brakes, airbag functions, OEM stock frame, unibody construction, including OEM floors and firewall, as well as other OEM safety-related items, must be functioning as per manufacturer specs. Tires may other may be other than OEM, but they must be DOT approved. Convertibles quicker than 13.4 and T-tops quicker than 11.49 must meet Summit Racing Series roll bar and cage requirement. That's why I wanted a coupe. But if I get a convertible, I got to put a roll cage in it to go quicker than 11.4. An NHRA Level 6 license is required for drivers running quicker than 10.0. At, at 135, a Level 7 competition license is available to those to those racers who elapsed times are quicker. So, as a vehicle, 2014 and newer does not need a cage all the way down to 190 or 150 miles an hour. That's why I want a 2014. And if I find a coupe, great. If I find a convertible, not so great. But that's what NHRA change, NHRA change for rules, and that's what I'm going after. If you have a 2013, you are shit out of luck. If you have a 2012, you're shit out of luck. 2014 is the cutoff year. Right. You got it, Coyote Kelly. That's why people go, Alex, why do you want a 14? Why do you want a 14? That's why. 90, 150, no roll cage? Vaya con Dios. Now everyone is going to start looking for 2014 Mustangs, street shit, so that they don't have to shove a fucking 10-point cage in it to go, you know, 90. Genway had as much as Q involvement as Picard. I can't disagree with your random th TNG, though. I uh, should make that time you went to Mustang Week, roasted the grab of blue cars, and parked together as a short. Oh, really? I don't remember that. 
Have Turvy build your cage. I scored a Gen 1 Coyote with 60,000 miles for I swap. Thanks. You talked me out of a gay LS swap. I am now blown away that everyone just pushed that under the rug. Everyone just pushed that under the rug. They were like, I was saying for many years, LSs are gay. You're gay if you want to blah, blah, blah. You know, obviously, um, you know, tongue in cheek. But I always said that a coyote swap is better. All of a sudden, coyote swaps are now proven to be better. Why? You don't have to do a goddamn thing to a Gen 2 and up motor to make up to 1,000 horsepower boost and fuel. Boost and fuel. Not even springs if your turbo kit flows well. Look at Jake. 1026 stock motor. Stock oil pump gears. Stock crank sprocket. Like stock, stock, stock. Turbo. Stock manifolds. Boost fuel 1,000 to the wheel. So LS would be because it's cheap. Because you can find them. And they're easy to work on. And they're plentiful. But you don't need to work on a Coyote. A Gen 2 Coyote is going to last you 100 plus thousand miles. It's going to be fine. At, at like 600 wheel. Chilling. Ugh. But if you want to turn it up, let's say you have a turbo car and you want to go, eh, I want to make a little more. Shh, turn it up. You're good. It's not going to be an issue. So I'm happy that YOLO douchebag talking on his YOLO shit was right for 10 years and only now people are recognizing and saying coyote's better you don't gotta do nothing like on the street alpha podcast it's just better you don't gotta do nothing did you know that you don't gotta do nothing to a coyote to make a thousand horsepower yeah i've been saying it for about fucking 10 years alex you probably saw the 14 vert in arizona with thirty-six thousand miles 22.7 yeah the red one yes it's in arizona so Buy it sight unseen. Hope it doesn't have a tick. Hope it doesn't have a tear. Hope it doesn't smell like smoke. My truck, my old truck, when I got it, my uh, F-150, it smelled like smoke. I'm like, ah, it took a long time. I detailed it. I had the guy uh, shampoo the seats, do the whole interior thing because I did not want it to smell. And I finally got the smell out of it only like after a year crazy my coyote swap great turnkey and go i'm coyote swapping my marauder i'm building a gen one through my job if you know you know and on the streets anything goes jj the boss uh any gt500 updates actually no uh, if there is a cylinder head update or something like that i'll let you guys know that's going to be the next big project for me like the fairmont is going to get a chassis uh, uh some chassis modification it's going to get a complete eight point ten point sorry ten point cage through the floor subframe connectors they're going to tighten up the torque boxes. They're going to um, do inboard shocks. They're going to mini tub it. They're going to front half it. It's going to be over $20,000 worth of work. I'm okay doing that. It's going to be months and months, but it's all good. It's going to be picked up on the 21st. And the Corvette is going to go to Ben Calamer, get a RPS twin installed. And he's going to rebuild the transmission as a courtesy of me sending perform- you know guys over to him. He's going to take care of the kid so i'll have a corvette with a functioning transmission so i can take it to the track and try to bust off a 990 with it so this is my plan for the summer get your content nine second notch potentially a gen one build uh gd 500 build motor whatever and corvette nines in the quarter mile i've already gone fives 60 to 130 so nines in the quarter mile should not be an issue as long as i can 60 foot in the one six range i'm not looking to dump the clutch i'm going to slip it hit my shifts and hope it goes nines that would be so freaking cool in my opinion with a ben calamer transmission on it and rps twin good thing they don't check vins at the track it's crazy to think that some douchebag working at taco bell was right all along (laughs) 
Oh my god, I love you, Coyote Kelly. Bro, you you're like an OG fan. Like, like you are so OG. My God, if you guys understand that reference, shout out to you. Because it makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside that someone knows the lineage and history of Yolo Douchebag. So I just can't get a map tune? It's Christian P. Sama. Worth looking into the chassis shop area while dropping off hush money for a 14 GT. Worth looking in the chassis shop area while dropping. I'm not dropping it off. It's going to get dropped off by someone else. It's going to be a $2,500 transport, both cars. Not cheap. Uh, giveaway, Ellen. <laughs> I can give away my old cam. You guys want my old cams? <laughs> Who wants my old cams? Like, I have my old cams here. Do you guys want them? They're like custom badass cams, but they might work, but I, I'm i not promising anything. I will literally, I'll do like Steve Morris and give away broken shit. Uh, a bro, I would give you guys that stuff, but we'll see what L&M wants first. Like, I would, I if L&M wants them for like, R&D or whatever, but I would totally give away my cams. Are you still on the fence about the Fairmont's engine setup, or is your mind completely made up? Nothing's really made up until the moment, because I'm probably a year away from having a motor in it. Let's be honest. I got to do a lot of chassis work, paint work, and stuff, and front-end work. And once I decide on a motor, in my mind, it's a carbureted Coyote turbo setup, blow-through. Um, but if a big block shows up, <laughs> I'll do that. There's a service available to inspect the vehicle out of state if needed. Anyone use them? Alex, I got a 76 Cobra for sale. Two winter tires, basically the same as a 14 Mustang. Alex, I have a HP Tuners Engage. Alex, can I use a HP Tuners Engage on a 17 C7 vet? I think so, as long as it's not married to anything else. Yes, sir. Coyote Kelly going back in the day. Don't forget the candle maker. Shit. Yes, I'll take them. Can you sign them? Fuck yeah. Good some bar stools. I'll take the ground kiwi. Okay, there's four cams, so I can do four giveaways, or what should I do? This I'll let you guys uh, chime in on should I do four giveaways or should I do one giveaway for all four cams Elva Galarga says first time I caught a peasant chat I'll make a couple of lamps out of those cams give away the cams with a jar of dirt Alex what was Yolo's first job as a trivia question in one of the giveaways <laughs> like how much was my like how much was my rent as Yolo douchebag oh no what was the interest rate on Yolo douchebag's first car <laughs> I forget what it was I gotta find it let me let me go back in the in the day Boy, I got to go back. Yeah, I like. Uh, YOLO douchebag Mustang. Young, young Mustang owner. Here we go. Okay, so I got I got to remember. I got to see where. <laughs> this was. Actually, I'm getting back to this weight. Like this. Uh, when it comes to creating. <laughs> <laughs> like you can see my beard is black here. You can see like shit's totally different. Let me see. Activity on the inside, not like Hondas and RSXs. <laughs> Let me see what I said the interest rate was. I got myself a fucking Mustang. Now that I got myself a legit fucking ride, you know, I wanted to give it a, a good fucking home, you know. It's got that fucking peanut butter interior, you know. It's uh, pretty sick. I got a sick deal. Uh, I got it for uh, $48,000, 25% interest. <laughs> <laughs> I just... <laughs> I should have done a trivia with that. It's pretty good. The payments are only like $900 a month. <laughs> uh, I might have to, you know, work double time at Taco Bell, but uh, I think it'll be worth it, you know? Uh, first of all, this antenna's way too fucking long. It's got to be about this big. So, first mod, antenna gone. 
second mod, you know, I was looking at the front end of this car, you know, it's pretty sweet or whatever, but these hood vents, fuck that, Ford totally fucked up, I'm gonna totally uh, paint this, but since I don't have any money and no taste, I'm gonna uh, plastic dip these uh, flat black. Um, yeah, it's shiny and shit, but you know, I want to make it my own. I want to customize this car. Flat black it is. I want to join the Facebook group, see how that goes. You know, ask the stupidest fucking questions ever in history, and hopefully they'll answer them seriously. <laughs> that line, that line should just be repeated all the time. Goes. You know, ask the stupidest fucking questions ever. Let me see. That's shiny and shit, but you know, I want to make it my own. I want to customize this car. Flat black it is. I want to join the Facebook group, see how that goes. You know, ask the stupidest fucking questions ever in history, and hopefully they'll answer them seriously. Also, the next mod I want to do to this car is right here. Right under the valance, I want to put a set of balls. Just like hairy balls sticking <laughs> up from under the car. Because this car has balls, you know what I'm saying? So, balls. <laughs> When I got this car, you know, I didn't really know much about it, but uh, when I went to get in it at night, I opened the door, fucking horse popped up on the ground. I was like, oh, that's kind of neat, but you know what would be better down there? If it said YOLO, or uh, Mountain Dew, or uh, I don't know, some monster energy drink, yeah. Speaking of that, I also want to put a monster energy drink sticker right on the fucking light, because I want everyone to know I'm a douchebag. <laughs> The interior needs help on these cars. Ford, Ford really kind of was kind of lacking when it comes to creativity on the inside. Not like Hondas and RSXs. <laughs> so I'm gonna take the seats out and put some ricer ass, uh, pink and green seats. When I mean ricer ass, it's not like uh, I'm making fun of it. It's kind of like cool. You know, it's like ironic. You know, I'm also going to put some fake-ass carbon fiber everywhere. I'm going to take this off with a screwdriver and carbon fiber the whole motherfucker up because, you know, this is a shitty interior. You know, it's fucking, yeah, it's neat peanut butter and stuff, but it'd be cooler if it was fake-ass carbon fiber uh, mesh shit everywhere. <laughs> I also noticed something seriously missing from my new Mustang externally. You see, the side of the door is like... There's nothing there. There's nothing there to differentiate from other cars. So I remember the best movie ever made. <coughs> Excuse me. I have a little Ebola. Uh, <laughs> the best movie. By the way, Ebola was Corona before it was Corona. We ever made had all the cars with like some kind of symbol on the side of the car, like. Like that. So I'm gonna put a sticker down the side of the car that. Like Toretto's car. Toretto's car was the shit. Again, uh, you know, that video can be played. You can literally uh, reference every current douchebag fuck with that video. And it is 20 years old or something. Like that video was taken like 25 years ago. And to this day, it, it's like deadly fucking accurate. Like deadly accurate. He might make a comeback. You never know if YOLO, you know, a grown up YOLO. I'll fucking just for just for men this shit. Just to, you know, giving you guys an update. What's going on, guys? Giving you guys an update. You know, <laughs> like I've been through a lot of shit. You know, I could totally 
flip that switch. You never know. Now that I have way more material. Um, watching the progression of the hit sticker is easily the best part. Bro, the S187 should have all the mods Yolo mentioned. Going 9-1 with a monster sticker, baby turtle. To think that guy became the best Coyote content on YouTube. You need to bring more Yolo reviews back. It's freaking awesome. This is great. Doing a 14. There's a lot of people wanting to do a 14 Mustang. To this day, your fridge touched the wall very, very much. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Today, we gave away a MFP crank support. Ken Phillips won it. Congratulations on that. We're going to do another giveaway on Tuesday. We uh, reminisced about YOLO stuff, and we talked about why the Gen 1 Mustang, especially the 14 model, is most desirable because the NHRA allows you to go 9-0-150 without putting a cage on it. So 14 it is. So if you guys come across a 2014 coupe, black, dark shadow gray, or ruby red, in the 22,000 and under area, I can get it ASAP. Please have it be in Georgia, Florida, you know, not Texas, not Hialeah, not the Northeast. I want to get myself into one because I'm literally going to be carless in about two weeks. Notch is getting worked on right now. Notch is getting the nitrous get installed as we speak. Corvette's going to be gone for a month or two, and so is the Fairmont. So I want to have some time to bring you guys back some Coyote content. Yellow douchebag might come back because it's going to be a 14 Mustang. It'll be interesting if that happens. All right, guys, I'm out of here. I'll be back on Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as always, for Talk Shit Tuesday. And we'll see if we can get ourselves into a 14 Mustang. Imagine I introduce the Mustang as Yolo Douchebag and just keep him in character, having all the knowledge and everything he knows and make a complete new series based on Yolo Douchebag and that 14 Mustang. Oh, it's going to be a lot of work, but you know what? He might need to come back because he's the hero we need right now. All right, guys, I'm out of here. See you guys on Tuesday. Have a great rest of your Sunday. Go Niners. Fuck the Chiefs. Uh, and if they if the Chiefs win, I don't care, but fuck the Chiefs and fuck Taylor Swift. Go Niners. Have a good rest of your night. See you later.